Hey gang, good morning and happy Tuesday to you during, uh, I guess, continued, uh, you know, quarantine time, depending on where you're at. Although I know like my buddy Dan Price, uh, his state is opening up right now or opened up officially, I think, yesterday to some degree in uh, Arkansas and there's some other states that are. Uh, but where I am at, uh, that is certainly not the case uh, and it looks like it won't be the case for some time. Um, I know uh, for many of you, you're in the same boat. I mean, we just had an announcement yesterday from our governor that uh, school will officially not be in session for the rest of the year. And so, you know, um, there's a lot of people that probably already thought that was going to be the case just like because like practically like my kids don't know how to socially distance from anything ever. Uh, and I just don't know how they'd even think about doing it. Uh, but, uh, so uh, it's not surprising, but nonetheless, it's, it's a big adjustment. And so, so we continue on trying to navigate sort of a new way of, uh, of living. Um, and even, you know, when people talk about, you know, getting back to normal, there's increasingly this sort of awareness that like, well, I don't know that normal is going to be what we knew before. I think there's a very good chance that it's going to be, uh, just an just a very different kind of way of, of living, similar to, you know, what happened after 9-11 or whatnot. But I'm not here to pontificate about that stuff. I hear about it. You hear about it all day long. Instead, I'm here to talk about much bigger and better things. And so I want to direct your attention to Psalm 146. Uh, that is this weekend's lectionary psalm. Uh, usually uh, what sometimes is known in, in uh, many different traditions as the call to worship. And so I figured I'd break it down for us because it is actually fitting uh, for our time, as is all of Scripture, depending on, um, you know, how if you look at it through the lens of Scripture being all about Christ, as we do, then, of course, it's always relevant and always has something to say to us where we're at at the at the place that we live. So uh, so with that, let's go ahead and dive into Psalm 146. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord, O oh my soul. Now, there's been a lot of times when we, as we've dug through the Psalms, which is almost every week, what we've done during uh, this sort of quarantine time is just look at Psalms. You'll see this phrase, praise the Lord, O oh my soul. And there's a lot of comfort for me in that phrase because, again, it is the author <laughs> almost sort of coaching himself saying, hey, hey, soul, like, remember, do this, praise the Lord. I, I mentioned a few weeks back that my, my father had a, uh, a little post-it note on his steering wheel, uh, you know, for many, for a long time, that was a sort of similar thing, but in modern jargon, and it said, pray, dummy, you know, two words, pray, dummy. Um, and the, the truth is, like, that actually is like using the law to motivate you, which... <laughs> It's not ideal, but the point was still the same. Like, praise the Lord, oh, my soul. So the author continues, I will praise the Lord as long as I live. I will sing praises to my God while I have my being. Indeed, we will. And then he says this, verse 3, Put not your trust in princes, in a son of man in whom there is no salvation. When his breath departs, he returns to earth. On that very day, his plans perish. 
so often, and I know I'm not speaking anything that you all don't know, Christians fall into the trap of doing this very thing. Instead of remembering that their Lord is the Lord of heaven and earth, that he governs all, Christians tend to fall into the trap of looking to various political leaders and putting their trust in them for whatever they hope to be accomplished, whether you're on the left or the right or a moderate or whatever. Like, this is a problem for people of faith way too often. And there's really two errors that you can fall into here, right? I mean, there's sort of two ditches you can fall into. On the one hand, you can so disregard government and um, and princes and all that, that you actually have kind of contempt for those who are over you. Uh, and that that's not good because Paul clearly says in Romans 13, I mean, it's not disputable that God has appointed governments and has appointed those in authority over us. And, and as a result, we should submit to them and we should uh, treat them as servants that are meant to be for our good. It's true. That's what Paul actually says. And we should pray for them often. He, uh, both Peter and Timothy uh, command the church to do that. So we should respect the government and we should uh, want success to happen for those in authority. On the other hand, the church tends to fall into the air on the other side of the ditch where they really do put way too much trust in political leadership. And again, whether on the right or the left. And David apparently, or whoever wrote this psalm, apparently has found himself doing that very thing or has found people around him doing that very thing. And what does he say about the, the politician? He says, listen, his, his plans perish on the day he dies. No matter how good this person may be or how bad this person may be as a leader, they're going to die. So don't put your trust in them. Put your trust in one over them. So he goes on, verse 5. Blessed is he whose help is the God of Jacob, whose hope is in the Lord his God. Now, what does the God of Jacob mean? What does that phrase bring up in your mind? Well, it would have brought up in, of course, Israel, Israel's mind that he's the God that makes promises and keeps them. He's the God who promised to Jacob that offspring would come through him. And indeed, offspring did come through him, 12 different sons. And th from that, he built the nation of Israel, the 12 tribes of Israel. He goes on. He's the one who made heaven and earth and sea and all that is in them, who keeps faith forever. There's that covenant language again. Who executes justice for the oppressed, who gives food to the hungry. Now listen to that contrast. Here's God, the sovereign, the wonderful, mighty king who keeps covenant with his people forever. And yet, who is he concerned about? He gives food to the hungry. He, he actually takes care of the needy. He actually cares for the widow and the orphan. Unlike so often those in power that tend to look over those who are weak and needy, this most powerful one, seeks after them particularly and not only them he i mean our true prince our true king our true lord of heaven and earth is the kind of king that looks after even his enemies and frankly those who rebel 
against his rule. Look at what he goes on to say. The Lord sets the prisoners free. So it's not just people that have had uh, problems financially. It's not just people that have fell on, you know, bad times or hard times. But it's those who have actually committed crimes, those who have actually rebelled against his own authority. Yeah, he's the kind of Lord, unlike the princes of this world, that actually finds ways to set the prisoners free, to have mercy on those who don't deserve any grace or mercy at all. Hello, you and I are these kinds of people. The Lord opens the eyes of the blind. The Lord lifts up those who are bowed down. The Lord loves the righteous. The Lord watches over the sojourners. He upholds the widow and the fatherless. But the way of the wicked he brings to ruin. Look at who the true king's affection is all about here. It's about people that don't have anything to depend on besides him. His eye is set on those who know they need him, who know they have nothing to contribute. As Luther once said, sort of paraphrasing, the only thing you bring to God in the exchange of your salvation is sin-stained hands. And in, in exchange for that, he gives you the righteousness of Christ. This is the kind of God you serve. And so don't put your trust in, in princes. Don't put your trust in politicians. I mean, right now, I, I, I mean, I got to imagine being a politician at this point has got to be one of the hardest jobs in the world because it's sort of, you know, you're damned if you do, damned if you don't sort of situation, right? I mean, if you open up too soon, then you know, people get sick, well, then, you know, you're to blame. If you don't open up too soon and there's more economic damage, well, then you're to blame. I mean, it, you know, it's got to be a really tough job. Um, and so I'm sympath sympathetic with him. I'm not, I don't want to make this come off as sort of like a, you know, anti-governing official thing. That's not, that's not what this is about at all. It is just to reset your mind, to realize two things. One, those who are in authority above you, they're, they're not going to do everything that you wish they'd do. They're going to fail you sometimes. And, and look, listen, it's to be expected. They're human, just like you. And so where do you go when those in charge fail you or bother you or do things that you consider to be dead wrong? Trust and praise the Lord who sets the prisoners free, who opens the eyes of the blind, who lifts up those who are bowed down, the Lord who loves the righteous, not because of their own righteousness, because of the righteousness of his son, Jesus Christ, that has covered those people. Trust your, put your hearts, trust in the Lord who watches over the sojourners, the refugees, the people that have no home besides him, the one who upholds the widow and the fatherless, those who have no means and realize, as opposed to those in authority now, who will die. That's what he says at the very beginning. They will die. It's one of his reasons for not putting your trust in princes. They're going to die. In contrast, verse 10, the Lord will reign forever. Your God, O Zion, to all generations. Zion is symbolic for God's, uh, God's dwelling, God's people, God's place. So praise the Lord. So that's sort of a maybe a little reset button for our day-to-day -day as we 
encounter the world uh, with all of its uh, uh, <laughs> big and small imperfections. Praise the Lord, O oh, your soul, and put not your trust ultimately in princes. All right, that's it for today. Hope you have a great day. God bless.